son of Rome. You drew that one out for way too long. Rise, son of Rome. What's up, nerds? Welcome back to Region Free, a podcast about not just horror movies, but like 90% of the time we've been talking about horror movies. Is that true? Like, I guess the first wave wave was like Japanese crime movies for the most part. Right. I'm going through the discography. Yeah. Come and see mm, on a technicality. I bet, you know. 964? No. Raw... Kinda, yeah. Lux Eterna, no. Raw, definitely, actually. I'm going to push back oh, on that one. Oh, <laughs> interesting. I mean, Ricky, no. Try it under... I think we've done ma- minority horror films. Okay. Is it, do, do, don't you think it's kind of an undercurrent, though? It's a shared interest of ours. Sure. And, and it's Is not this... explicitly... Go ahead. No, I was going to say something dumb. I'm, I'm going to say something not much smarter than probably what you're going to say. I was going to say, this is our first actual horror film, and that's wrong. That, that's watched, objectively we, incorrect. Yeah, yeah, it was dumb. That's why I didn't want to say it. I, well, it's – and 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 let's, let's unpack that a little bit because kind of what I was going to say is, like, this is not a horror movie show. That was never our intention with it. Right. The, the, the intentions of this show, as, as uh, ambiguously defined as they are, of just kind of talking about – movies that are weird offbeat that we've wanted to check out for a while that we think aren't discussed enough this is the least of those for sure that we've talked about so like but on the other hand yeah the episode we were supposed to record this week we've had to push back two weeks (laughs) so we had to do something and we've we've both watched this movie which is like look we wanted to watch it and then we watched it um and i do feel like i have a lot to say Okay, I'm glad to hear that you have a lot to say, because as we were talking about beforehand, I saw this movie, like, a little bit over a week ago, and I have the Wikipedia summary pulled up next to you, because we're talking about... We've done this once before. Um, of course, last week we talked about Skidamarink, which was a horror movie from earlier this year that recently made its way to streaming, but I've been pestering Blake to check it out. This week, we're talking about Evil Dead Rise, which is a, a new release in the theaters, and I think around the time this episode's coming out, is actually going to be close to already on VOD, I saw. So that'll be neat for people who haven't checked it out and don't want to leave the house yet. Um, but 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 earlier this year, we talked about Infinity Pool, which again, not a horror movie, but a new release. Sometimes, you know, this, this, this show's about plugging DVDs into your DVD player or PlayStation 5 and, and watching them in the comfort of your own home. But sometimes it's about venturing out into the world, going to the cinema, and checking out what uh, what, what the beautiful distributors at... New Line Cinema, Renaissance Pictures, Pacific Renaissance, Wild Atlantic Pictures, and Warner Brothers Pictures have to uh, to show you. Let me say... Have I said the, the name two, of the movie? Let me say... Yeah, you have. Okay. Let me say that um, both times I have ventured into the world to go to the cinema to watch a movie for this podcast have both been films I was so excited for that I left pretty disappointed by. Sounds like my prom night. Um, Evil Dead Rise, man. It's the, the sequel to Fede Alvarez's 2013 reboot. A fucking slammer of a movie. Yeah. So good. At one point, if not still, held the world record for most fake blood used in a film. It used apparently 50,000 gallons. AJ told me, Blake, I think this one's closer to 35,000 in Evil Dead Rise. And let me tell you, you feel that 15,000 missing. Missing. <laughs> There are um, some other fluids, though. I didn't. I did not lead you astray there. Sure, 
I agree. You know what the problem is? I, I think so. I, I went to see this with with friends of the show from Try Love, um, Jason Daphnis and Harry Mackin and a few of our mutual friends and significant others. Not me. I'm single. That's right. <laughs> I could have been there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but um, we all went and Harry just Harry and Jason, I think, succinctly put it. The problem with this film. No single kill made me squirm in my little seat. No moment made me uncomfortable. And I think that's a great failing of this film after the reboot. Which I, th- I think uh, I definitely did. I'm trying to remember, though. The, the reboot has a moment so viscerally gross to me, even though it's one of the least gory moments where the, the knife slides across the top of her knee. Yep. There's no moment in this film that even got me a 16th yeah, of the way Yeah, the, the glass eating got a little close. That just felt sure. a little goofier. Well, okay. To to compare and contrast, I guess it's been a decade. That's 2013, right? The Fede exactly. Alvarez one? Yes. He's making a fucking alien movie. Did you see that? He posted today. I that. saw that today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was worth pointing That's... out, Fede Alvarez did not direct this, though. Did you know? I'm sorry. Let's get back to Alien in a second. Did you know he was supposed to be the uh, Chainsaw reboot director, but got, like, fired from the project or something? Oh, the, he, pro- the he was woke, still a producer. The woke, the woke Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake? And not because of that. I want to say up front, not because of that. <laughs> it's not because shit. of that. It's dog that, shit. One of the worst movies I've ever seen, but not because of that. Not <laughs> okay. because of that. Not because of that. Um, Just because it's a bad movie. Man, yeah. There are, like, there are like 100 different directions I want to go in right now. Let's close the loop on the alien thing. Uh, okay. Uh, it's April 26, 2023, as we're recording this. It's 5.13 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The Fetty mm-hmm. Alvarez Alien movie, if it comes out at all, which I doubt, uh, going to be <laughs> bad. Will not be good. Yeah, but it's going to be at least one of the gnarlier ones. I I love Prometheus, so we'll see what happens there. I've never seen Prometheus, so... I mean, is it is it gnarly? Is it gutsy? Gory? Dude, it's Bloody? got a fucking birthing sequence that is like you want to talk about something that makes you squirm little freaky film okay Okay. but here's the thing okay to that point why is there not a birthing sequence in this movie a film about child uh children and mothers and maternity she she finds out she's pregnant in like the first five minutes she can't speed up (gasps) actually i'm I'm saying this now that's what happens in prometheus like it's like five minutes after she finds out she's pregnant the thing starts coming out of her Awesome I just think there should have been more birthing horror in this film, not unlike Inside. Yeah, um, the the themes of this thing are surface level, which is definitely uh, a... Also pro, pro-life. I suppose so, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> Another Harry Mackin observation was leaving it? the theater. Okay. Was... And, then, and then we'll get into a bigger discussion. Was it... Was the implication that it was the guy who's, like, banging on the bathroom door at the beginning, like, hurry up in there, bitch, you forgot to plug in the guitars. Is that the dad? Is that supposed to be oh, the dad? Oh, I like, don't know. And, like, I was just like, what's going on there? Um, Can we say this up front, AJ? The, the dog shit script, and we have to stop pretending it isn't in this movie. I've seen too many people praising the writing uh, of this fun- film. Functional script. I've seen at t- at yeah. times though it enters nails on a chalkboard level. Uh, depending on your take on children, definitely for sure. There are oh, there I are lines the, I thought the, the kids were fine. Yeah. I think it's the adults that have got to say some of the worst lines in this film. Some of the lines in the trailer are pretty bad and and 
a thing about this movie is I like the trailer. It's a good trailer, but yeah. it played before like basically everything for the past six mm. months. And so I felt like I've seen it a hundred times. Um, what I wanted to talk about originally 155 mm-hmm. minutes ago was comparing this 2023 Evil Dead mm. movie with the 2013 Evil Dead movie by Fede Alvarez that we were talking about and how they both kind of lean into a different distinct direction when it comes to the Evil Dead franchise. That one definitely grounds itself in the trauma horror core of the originals. Sure. You know, you let people uh tend to say Evil Dead as a franchise and make bold, wide assumptions about it and statements. And they're mostly talking about Evil Dead 2, the second movie. Because mm-hmm. that first one is pretty fucking gnarly. There's some Can... brutal tree stuff in there. I saw yeah. I saw a 35-millimeter print of it a couple of months ago. And I was, like, sitting in the front row because those were the last seats that were available. And, you know, it's kind of there projected in, in close to its original quality so large in front of me. And I was like, so much of this is, like, really dark and and nasty in a way that we don't talk about the evil dead movies as much anymore because now there's a goofy tv show and i've never watched Mm -hmm. that but it's sort of like bruce campbell becoming an icon based off this one character and everyone's like oh it's the goofy slapstick horror franchise can can i I make an admission go ahead i've only seen two evil dead movies and they both came out in the the 2000s So, so you've seen none of the originals not a single moment. The only thing I've seen of Evil Dead 1 is the poster when my dad worked at Kinko's when I was a little kid in the mid to late 90s. Uh, him and his friends would trade mixtapes all the time. And Mike B was his name. I don't know what the B stood for. But he made one and he used the the woman reaching up and the hand grabbing her neck from the, the dirt. Yeah as one of the album arts and it scared the bejeebas out of me as a kid. And so I've never watched that fucking movie on principle. That's not really true, but I have never seen it. It's an all, it's an all time poster and an all time movie. Um, I believe it. Yeah. I just never got around to it. Maybe, maybe, maybe my favorite of the original three is army of darkness, which is like the third one. Yes. Okay. Um, but that's the, that would be the, the bullshit uh, boisterous hipster take to have. But I love the um, I love like Roy Harryhausen kind of mm. Jason and the Argonauts like stop motion effects, and that one is about the third one is about I can't believe you've seen none of these. Um, and here I am explaining Army of Darkness to you on our our, our Evil Dead Rise podcast. Um, yeah, he he gets sent back in time in that one, and it's like medieval era, and he's got a shotgun in his car, and he's helping these peasants fight off armies of the ancient undead, and it's like stop motion skeletons and knights and yeah, shit. Yeah. it's crazy cool. I love that movie. I, I should watch at least the first one. Every time someone talks to me about the first Evil Dead, I'm like, oh, that's like my favorite movie I haven't seen yet. The The first two combined are like barely two hours and 20 minutes. So yeah. we'll, we'll watch them. Okay. Um, I'm down. I have, them, I have them both on DVD, Blu-ray. You're coming over here soon. That's true. We gotta watch Splatter Naked Blood though. We we do gotta watch Splatter Naked Blood. That's okay. a region free movie if there ever was one. Holy shit! Twenty thirteen, Evil Dead. The original movie is called The Evil Dead. I like how it was like a remake, but it was called Evil Dead. They just dropped oh. the the because it was cleaner. Oh, interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, that one is fucking sad. It's about 
family trauma and abuse and addiction and yeah. the the violence is really over the top in a not slapstick way in a like gruesome way that one's about gnarly nasty you're not going to be able to survive this thing and sit through it and you're brave if you endure it etc cetera, etc cetera. like NC17 unrated shit yeah i think this one is maybe more interested in the goofier side of it you've got kids running around which is definitely new for the evil dead franchise and i quite like what they the direction they go in with that and it's following the single location premise of the Mm -hmm. first movie the reboot and then evil dead 2 i guess like the kind of those are cabin in the woods movies the sort of progenitors of the genre um, that literally take place in a sort of haunted cabin in the woods. This one, yeah. well, we're not in the woods. We're in the the wilds of of, of Los Angeles. Uh, we're in a condemned apartment building, a high rise, if you will, which is where they get the title. Because here's the thing, and I know you're going to agree with me on this. Uh-huh. There's only one good piece of media that's ever had uh, the word rise or a variation of it in the title. Rise of Skywalker? No, Metal Gear Rising, oh. colon, Revengeance. Oh. So, also came out in 2013. So, so once you do that, why why bother um, anymore? But... Well, what about Rise, Sun of Rome? Yeah, I've never heard of that. I've never played it. I don't no, know I'm if it's good or not. <laughs> the Connect. Imagine if this had a Microsoft Connect tie-in game where you could well, do chainsaws and shotguns and stuff. What about The Dark Knight Rises? I never. It's well, the, I, it's the worst Nolan Batman. So. Is that the third one? That's the one with. Oh, perhaps he's wondering where someone would shoot Oh uh, yeah, I I did. Out of a plane. I did go see that in theaters, but I fell asleep during it. It's like um, two hours and forty-five minutes long. Yeah, I was drinking a lot back then. <laughs> That's not a short movie. I would fall Wait, asleep the there. wind. The wind rises. Okay, the wind rises. Look. I, was I being a little facetious on purpose there just to drive home? Terminator the... 3, Rise of the Machines. That one's bad. A lot of things a lot of things have rise, rising, rises in the title was the point. Bro, so, Underworld, Rise of the Lycans. That's you remember the one. Underworld series? Remember when, the Lycans, sale? remember when the Lycans rose? Okay, 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 okay. The point being, the point being, too many things kind of use rise as, right, as right. the the title and so evil dead rise it's the second reboot remake of the evil dead franchise the fifth in this thing you're like jesus christ Mm. evil dead rise this is gonna be poo poo garbage bananas it was originally did you know this about this movie was Mm -mm. approved budgeted filmed to be a straight to hbo kind of just like during covid special thing where it's like look you can get five people in a room to make an evil dead movie for a low budget and it's got this tight script that we think is okay so we're just going to shoot that shit onto really? hbo during covid like you can make it quickly in new zealand as you'll notice everyone in the cast is from new zealand or australia so it was like this rushed quick production he was just like i've got an idea i'll do a fucking evil dead movie they were like yeah we have the intellectual property dump that shit onto hbo max it's an interesting story i think uh and worth calling out because they started screening this movie and yeah the studio heads and suits and executives were like wait a minute this thing is kind of good. Let's well, put it in, let's save it and put it in theater. <laughs> I just I think don't I just know think that was the right call. I just think it's neat what it, you know, the woke woke Texas Chainsaw was like a straight to Netflix <laughs> movie and people just forget about it now. So I think it's and this thing was 
already successful enough that like they're like, yep, we're doing another Evil Dead yeah. movie, which is cool because yeah, yeah. it was ten years since the last one. So I, I just think it's like yeah. a regardless of, of what you think of the film, it's a neat kind of success that this That's thing true. wasn't just like condemned to die on the soon to be renamed HBO Max streaming service. I, and as far as I understand, I think this movie is doing really well. Really well, right yeah. Now. Like at the time of recording, I think it just crossed thirty million dollars, and it's like Mario's out there uh, sliding up and down the the box office pole, if you yeah, know what I mean. Yeah. But uh, it's it's yeah, good to the see budget. What it's, was it... the budget for it? Evil Dead Rise. This is probably riveting radio for mm-hmm. the folks at home as we Google things. Uh, Box office is at forty six point nine. Their budget, Wikipedia's budgeting at between fifteen and nineteen million. So, however way you cut it, money in the bank, gangbusters. Uh, it's it's been a good year. It's been a, a populous year for mm. horror movies so far. I was thinking about this, where it's like there's been a bunch of there's always a bunch of horror movies that come out in like the early yeah. parts of the year, and as you get into like the spring, um, and I saw most of them and. They've all Scream been six. pretty good. Scream 6, I liked enough. Megan was seen, fun. Never seen a Scream movie. Uh, fuck, what else was there? Bo is Afraid. <laughs> Count it. <laughs> Count it. What's, what's horrifying about that movie is how bad it is. Uh, we should do. We should have done an episode on it. I was I, I was going to be like, go see Bo is Afraid instead. But that, that shit's two hours and 48 minutes long. I think I gotta wait till next week so LMV will go with me. Oh, that's right. I I'm think dying to see it. You, you double check and be careful because I've heard A24 is just pulling that thing out of theaters. They well, the don't reason want people I want to see it anymore. The reason I want to go with LMV is because we have heard it compared to Under the Silver Lake. So, the credits are rolling on Bo is Afraid. I'm angry. I'm disappointed. People in the theater around me are having these conversations. Someone was like, somebody said, it's like big, it's like if Stanley Kubrick directed Big Fish. And there was like a group of of friends sitting next to me. They had like two rows of the whole theater, basically. And so they were all turned up and energized and talking about the movie. And I was just sitting there and I was so sad that I was like, I just feel nothing. Like it's such a, just a bummer. What do you think, like, are you prepared for the civil war that'll break out on this podcast when I go and love it and give it five stars on Letterboxd? I just, I don't see that happening. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm, I'm so hyped. Like, I'm hyped even if I hate it because, like, right now it is just this mysterious mm-hmm. film to me that I really know nothing about other than people love it. Or people hate it on a, in a way I have not heard in years about a big film. So, like, I can't wait to find out just what this fucker yeah, I, is. Yeah, I, I didn't check. I'm assuming it got the... Um, here, we, this is the episode where we just Google things. That's the, fine. Uh, bu- 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 yes, it did. Looks like it got an F cinema score, <laughs> which is, like, you know, the mark of... <laughs> The mark of shame for a movie in the eyes of uh, financial and reputational success. But if you're a letterboxed freak, you're like, actually, every movie that got an F cinema score is good. Okay. So Evil Dead Rise. So Evil Dead Rise. It's not Bo is Afraid. It's not the 2013 Evil Dead. It's not Fede Alvarez's upcoming alien movie. What it is, 
is a spin on the Evil Dead franchise and formula about uh, a family that's living in a soon-to-be-demolished Los Angeles apartment mm-hmm. building. Uh, there's an earthquake. They find a secret like bank vault buried in the parking lot garage okay. of their building. And from there, uh, spooky antics ensue. Let me put a pin in that. Mm-hmm. AJ, I don't know if you knew this about me. I'm horrified of earthquakes. Yeah. Like you actually tell me every day. I am genuinely terrified of them, despite living in one of the places in America that is like does not get earthquakes at all. I mean, we do get earthquakes. We had I looked this up recently because a girl on Hinge was making fun of me about it, and I said, "Well, we had an earthquake in 1860, so shut the fuck up." Yeah, and you said, "I hope she, a, I hope a fucking uh, bank vault opens up underneath your apartment building, and you get a dusty old book, and you get haunted by ghosts." Well, anyway, she ghosted me, but that's not the point of this yeah. story. Uh, the point is, I'm terrified of earthquakes. So you think an earthquake in a film would scare me, but it's such a measly little. You know, this is this is gonna be a trend with this film. It could have been scary, but mm. it could have been creepy. It could been. It could have got me. But instead, this is a little baby earthquake. But for some reason, it excavates a whole cave in the like literally nothing even falls off the walls of the apartment. But it causes a sinkhole in the earth. Okay, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna dispute the, um, you know, geographical logic of that. It was very funny how it was just this giant, like perfectly shaped hole that opens up, and there's yeah well-preserved uh bank vault down there i dug that i'm just saying they could have made a few more things fall in the apartment i'd be like damn big earthquake sure i guess it opens a hole they just didn't sell the earthquake we've got to put a we've got to put a couple pins on the board here and rewind even further because in my hasty summary i skipped over maybe my favorite one of my favorite chunks of this film which is the title card yes the the cold (laughs) open into the title card which is um and I remember, again, just because I've seen this fucking trailer so many times, I remember seeing those shots of, like, the lady rising up out of the yeah, water. Yeah. And I was like, wait a minute. How does that connect with with all of the other stuff? But the the introduction of this film is, like, a short little microcosm of an Evil Dead movie in and of itself. It's mm-hmm. a girl who's on vacation with her sister and her shitty boyfriend. And the sister is really mysteriously debilitatingly sick can just is bedridden cannot get up yeah and the boyfriend is out there uh <laughs> flying a drone dr- chugging beers and doing a drone he's so cool flying around the lake it's like look i love uh i love a shitty boyfriend in in cinema it's one of my favorite kind of sh- subgenres. it's just yeah, like because you could relate because i can relate yeah that's, it, that's exactly right um <laughs> Yes, keeping that. AJ's one not a shitty boyfriend. I've, we've been dating for years. He's That's right. Good. Yeah, that is the facts. Look, then she she's evil deaded. I mean, there's there's no mm-hmm. way to get around it. The sister like fucking actually falls off the bed, has a stroke, dies, and then comes back in classic Evil Dead fashion. I actually think this moment's pretty scary. Um, there's so like the lady at the lake is like fuck fuck this guy. I'm getting out of here she goes back to the cabin she kind of like sits in the room with her friend who's sick and she's like ah whatever and she starts reading her book which is what is the book uh Um, wuthering heights or jane yeah 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 yeah, yeah. one of those she starts she starts reading the book and then the sick girl who you think is passed out starts reciting the book and i was like you know what that's fucking effective it that creeped me out that was really good like reciting exactly like the part she was reading 
good shit. That's a good scare. There's a kind of callback to that a little bit later with the record. I love that bit where uh, she puts her finger on the record that's spinning and, uh, and it acts yeah, as the yeah, comes yeah, out of her mouth. I was like, yeah, that's that was rocks. very good. Um, she yeah, and it's like bitch, a though. I, I haven't read Wuthering Heights because I'm not going to finish that sentence. I've not I've not read Wuthering Heights, but like the the passage that she was reading, I was like, damn, I didn't know that book went that hard. It was yeah, like right? it was like you're going to die alone and and uh, all your joy will turn to ash in your mouth, et cetera, et cetera, sort of stuff. I was like, that book kind of goes off. She rips that girl's hair off. Her fucking scalp just as a cleans un- it. As I unelegantly said a moment ago uh, under you, I just want to say this crystal clear to hold myself accountable. She wigged that bitch. She said wig. Uh, sis, is, sis is serving, and honestly, we're here for it. It was it was a good moment. This is the moment where I'm like, this movie's going to rock. I love the opening. It's really great. Yeah. And, and then I started immediately worrying about how it was going to tie back into everything else because, you know, the kind of demon lady... Uh, mm-hmm. takes the drone she cuts the boyfriend's like face open with the drone right and they do the okay in the original evil dead movies there's this and all of all of the sam raimi movies and maybe this is where i'll do my sam raimi thing because i want to talk about sam raimi a little bit he's my fucking guy um okay i love all of his movies especially spider-man okay. 3 and okay. he went to the same school as me he worked at the same college newspapers i did he dropped out but we had a we had a picture of him looking like a fucking baller on the wall in the office that I worked all throughout college. He's so from Michigan? That was cool. Michigan State, yeah. Wow. So in, in, in the original Dead movie, one of the characters is wearing a Michigan State sweatshirt. And in most Sam wow. Raimi productions, someone somewhere is wearing Michigan State clothes. Wow. There, there's, my, there's my diploma. Sam Raimi doesn't have one of those, and I've got three. Um, I got a diploma from yeah. the school of fucking hard knocks. Well, maybe that's why he's, you know, uh, I'm sitting here in my house talking about the films that he's made and he's you know out there living a successful life so i dropped don't out go of to college. don't go to school kids i dropped out of college i'm not living a successful life so it's it's really a crap shoot out here for all of us it is what it is uh maybe maybe the coolest moment in this movie uh evil dead lady lady in the lake as you elegantly called her mm-hmm. emerges from the water she evil dead rises into the air and then behind her at the tree line the fucking blood red text yeah Evil Dead Rise comes so up sick. from behind the trees. It's awesome. It's cool as hell. And then, uh, disappointingly, we get, what is it, like 48 hours earlier or something like that. Uh-huh. And then after that banger of an opening, we enter one of the most boring horror films I've ever seen. Okay, so this is like the problem, AJ. There's 40 minutes of this movie that are like a pretty bad horror the, film. It takes... Probably too long to get going. I, I definitely clocked this. I wanted yeah. to, um, like I mentioned up top, you know, the the original Evil Dead movies, short. Pretty much all killer, no filler. I think it's less yeah. than 10 minutes into either of those. Just blood and guts going everywhere, basically. The yeah. opening of this movie, it's, it's like five minutes at the most, probably, that scene. Goes hard. Mm-hmm. I'm all in, basically. Um, we're almost immediately thrown into just, like, CW-level... Uh, domestic drama type stuff where it's like oh yeah she works for a band and someone knocked her up and she doesn't want to stay with them anymore and then there's her sister who's living with the kids the dad was a deadbeat who left cheated on her they're trying to move out of this apartment 
and none of the conversations are particularly interesting. And like, okay, so also this is weird. So so the sister who works for the band, she's a guitar tech, a mm-hmm. very crucial member of a touring band. Uh, what, probably what band is also, this? They were like touring in China, she says? Yeah, I, I have no clue. What's up with that? Also, like, probably not a bad paying position, depending on the band. Um, and so her sister, who, you know, is evil mommy in this movie, uh, lives in L.A., is, I think, a tattoo artist, so at least involved in the arts to some degree. You have to imagine fairly liberal living in Los Angeles and the arts community. Also has a trans son. Cool And out. yet... She's weirdly misogynistic about her sister's job mm-hmm. in a way that's tonally very strange, where she's like, ah, she's just a groupie. It's and, like, and, and it's she, like, why is she, she seems so to be a tattoo artist? Because like that's what she's yeah. doing. And like the kids have the the daughters like Mom, I'm going to the feminist march to save the planet tomorrow. And, and yeah, she's, and, and she's like, Who's driving you? Better not be like your shitty boyfriend or whatever. And it's just like, lady. Like, it's, what's yeah, going on it's, here? It's so weird that a huge plot point in this film is that she refuses to acknowledge that her sister is a guitar tech and instead is like, she's just a groupie. Like, and it comes back. At first, I was like, ah, it's a joke, whatever. Mm-hmm. But it comes back so many times later in the film that's like, this is clearly a point of contention in their relationship. But everything else in the mom's life would indicate that she's like leftist enough to be cool with most things. But she's also has this like weird stereotypical view of women behind the scenes mm-hmm. in tours and concerts. It's like this is clearly written by someone who uh, is. Let me use an indie head <laughs> term here. Uh, dumb guy woke. Yeah. <laughs> is, whoever that, wrote it, I'm sorry. It's just a bad plot point. Uh, that's an interesting thing going through this movie too, because there are no really antagonistic characters all the people that we meet are all nice enough and then as as shit really gets going like there are characters that i didn't uh expect anything bad to happen to who really get fucking rocked in this movie and that's cool and that's cool I, i respect the nihilism of the film i just think i think this film thinks and this is a problem with a lot of horror films uh see the things that it makes jason blum a billionaire i don't know if he's a billionaire is like these movies think they're smarter than they are and think they're more interesting than they are. And the reason I went to see Evil Dead was basically the first five minutes and the last two minutes. The problem is there's 90 minutes between that where the film thinks it's really a, a real skin crawler. And it's like, it's actually just kind of like really bland horror film with like a lot of like leftist signposting you know, that's like really not good and vapid. You know, I just saw, I just saw, uh, uh, how to blow up the pipeline, right. which I thought, thought for the most part really delivered on a lot of it's like leftist <laughs> imagery and, uh, and, uh, <laughs> they're definitely themes. Doing, yeah. They're doing shorthand in this movie for like, Oh, these are, these are, these are woke Gen Z kids. The ones, yeah, that, the yeah, ones yeah. DJ and the ones going to a protest. It's just like as quickly as possible, get people who are sitting in the audience to be like, okay, got it. Like, yeah, Zoomers. but on the other <laughs> hand, it's, like, weirdly, like, misogynistic because, like, let this lady be a guitar tech. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a deeply confused film about what it wants to be and what it should be, which is the first five minutes and the last two minutes mm-hmm. because this film's not smart enough to 
I'm sure it has a deeper reading. It's not smart enough for us to waste our time talking about the, like, maybe parental and maternity themes of this film. Because who yeah. gives a fuck? It's they, stupid. They're, they're, like, again, uh, pretty broadly gestured at there. And yeah. I think anything that this movie is, quote unquote, trying to say, maybe to its credit, doesn't spend very much time on on trying to say those things. The, like, you know, themes of, of, of motherhood are, like, pretty... Uh, as essential as they are to the film is basically just baked into the plot where it's like, yeah, oh, this lady's nervous about being becoming pregnant, and so she's gonna have to go take care of her. Uh, what what would it be, nieces and and nephew, and yeah. then just like, uh, well, two out of three ain't so bad. But then she learns uh to to become a kind of mother figure by the end of this thing. Yeah, it's stupid. I'm I'm sorry. I'm looking up who wrote this. Hmm, believe it or not, not a woman. Huh. Can you uh, find their address? If is that, is that what you're looking for too? To you just go send them some some ideas, some, some hate mail. Oh, um, well, it's, it's Lee Cronin. It's the director. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What 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 he's, like he's uh, out there grinding. He's out yeah. there doing his thing. Respect to the king. You know. Put more think, gore in your next film. Yeah, uh, I think he's. I think he's getting the. Ne- I think he's doing the next one. So we'll see uh, how uh. that goes. Um. She so. Uh, the character's name is Beth, right? Learns that she's yeah. pregnant, kind of leaves the band, gets in touch with her sister, is like, I'm coming to see you guys. Mm-hmm. So it drives over there, gets in. Sister's just like, you know, oh, uh, I haven't heard from you in like, what is it, a year? It's been, it's a while. She's yeah. like, I called you. I left you these voicemails that my husband was cheating on me and leaving me. And you just like straight up ignored me. That stuff. I'm like, okay, that kind of hits. I, you know, yeah, don't, yeah, yeah, don't, yeah. don't do that. So there's like a, there's yeah. an, there's an interesting conflict kind of being set up there, but yeah the the back and forth with the character Ellie uh, Alyssa Sutherland's character the sort of matriarch figure is is really just not kind of that's like that's as far as it goes it's just kind of like yeah. there's resentment there and and they never really acknowledge or, or go further into it. Um, On the other hand, the kids go to get a pizza to give the sisters some time alone. Maybe earthquake. The, maybe the saddest death in this film. The pizzas. <laughs> I was, I was, ber- you, I was you, bereft. You Italian, you damn Italian man, you. I was like, they uh, have, they have th- okay, so the, the kids go out, she's like, here's the money, go get a fucking pizza, I'm gonna, me and this bitch are gonna uh, hash it out. Duke it out, it out. Duke yeah. It out. Um, kids come back, three, three big boxes stacked on top of each other, Mm-mm-mm. looking good, yummy, 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 earthquake hits, right off the bat, a uh, little girl drops a sodi pop. That's a bummer. I'm sure she was looking forward to drinking that. Yeah. Three pies on the ground. It's over. I'm like, damn, I, this movie is not playing. I still would have eaten it. I, I also still would have eaten it, yeah. I mean, like, I don't think California makes good pizza, but if you live there, you got to take what you could get. Yeah. So that's all they had. Anyway, um, Hole opens up. Same uh, hole. Th- Bank vault. Yeah. One of the characters decides, I'm going down. The DJ. Mm-hmm. I'm going down. What do you know? They find some, some records, which is gonna is really gonna be one of the only things this movie delivers upon is how funny these fucking records are, and finds the fucking Necronomicon. Like, what's up? Yeah. Let's let's get to business. We've wasted too much time. Let's let's get to business. I, I'm an Evil Dead fan. I'm I'm pointing at the screen. I'm leaning forward in my chair. And I'm going. That's the book of the dead. That's Chappy. Yeah, don't read that. Um, <laughs> That's Chappy. 
it's got like fucking fangs on it, and there are nasty ass pictures hanging on the it's wall cool. down there. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, yeah. like it's cool. Me, uh, if I'm down there, I'm different. I'm just leaving. I'm not taking any of yeah, that shit. But here's here's again to get to the problem with the movie, the, the the core problem of this goddamn film. So we're down here. We find the records. We find the Necronomicon. We're like, all right, we are T minus two minutes to blood, guts, and fun. And then we gotta then go through another going. twenty yeah. fucking minutes. Of setup, so that they get the Necronomicon open, whatever. They play the records, which is this scary chanting, curse the mom. And you're like, all right, here we go. I've seen the, the trailer. I know that she gets dead-eyed. Yeah, the mom does some creepy stuff. She's, like, making some eggs, and then she's like, uh, well, hang my on, family. hang on. Let's, okay. Okay. let's okay. stretch okay. that bit all out right. a bit. Because right. we're also setting up the other denizens of the building there's like sure. the old conservative guy there's the hot young stud there are the two neighbor Brothers, kids who, yeah. yeah and they're all set up and i'm like oh okay so that's kind of where the the blood in this movie is going to come from because uh-huh. i'm assuming like you know this sort of core family unit aside from the mom is is probably off limits and it's going to be about the sister kind of like learning to connect with these kids and, and stepping into the role of, of the maternal figure. I get it. I got it. Um, and I definitely concede that this movie takes far too long to get going. It's probably like 30 to 40 minutes before we're kind of mm-hmm. in it. Right. Yeah. She, the mom's doing laundry, isn't it? And she goes out in the hallway. Yeah. The, the teenage, the, the, the DJ kid is, spinning the records that are the reading of the book of the dead and so that's where you're getting all the nasty omens coming up and then right. how how does um Alyssa sutherland's character get how does she get got i i don't it just exactly it doesn't really it, like I, I, you just go first person pov mm-hmm. of the the of the evil force and it just chases down the mom because this movie's about a mom oh, no, she's, in the, she's so. in the elevator no th- that's yeah. what it was yeah so she's in the elevator trying to go do the laundry, and the elevator stops, and then like the wires drop down from the ceiling and tie yeah. her up and choke her out, um, break her arm, which is kind of cool. Break her arm, yeah. Call back to the uh, uh, tree, right, right. Sequence from the Evil Dead. Well, there's a word that follows tree, but I'm not going to say it on this podcast. Love. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, and then yeah, so she kind of stumbles back into the apartment, and they're like. Uh, what's going on? Everything okay? And she's like, yeah, I just want to cook a hundred eggs in this pan. They're all bloody. I kind of vibed with that, though. I love eggs, dude. Yeah. I, like, I once Maggie, a day. I had some Maggie Poo's this morning. Bro, just like every day, I'll just throw like three eggs into a pan, just mush them up. Like, I'm Shells not doing and anything. all, yeah. I'm not doing anything special with them. I'm not like, they're not even, pro- they're not properly fried. They're not even properly scrambled. It's just, I just make egg mess. And I eat that yum, 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 with hot sauce. So good. So, so I felt this shit. Then she, then she stumbles out of the kitchen and uh, she 964 Pinocchio. She throws up like six gallons of milk on the floor. <laughs> yeah, you, you said, you told me going into this. There's there a was an obvious homage. homage and there's not. There's <laughs> no way. This is an exorcist homage. This is a, this is a possession movie homage where yeah. just every person has to vomit and it means nothing anymore. And on the other hand, I did like it because the vomit's cool. And then she fucking dies and it's like she's dead as shit. And there's, like, 
a couple of minutes where that's really interesting because they like bring her into the other apartment and are like, Jesus Christ, like I got here an hour ago and now she's dead and I have to be like, hey, kids, uh, your dad is left, a- your mom is dead. And then, you know, it's interesting. It is. There's a fucking hilarious moment with the dead mom, though, uh, where the, 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 the conservative guy and the hot young stud, they're like, we'll help you. We'll put her in the bedroom, you know, until we can get her out. And the, the stud goes to close her eyes. And they and just immediately pop, back, pop open, back, yeah. back open like a SpongeBob skit, dude. It's so funny. And then you get, like, the fly lands on her eyes later. Yeah, good stuff, good, good stuff, stuff, good stuff. Then, then, she's, then she's the evil dead. And we're still up. not to the damn gore, AJ. Well, she's got to torment her her family a little bit. They're like, I'm being tormented in the theater. They're like, oh, she's Show me dead. The blood. She's alive. Uh, let's put her in the bathtub, which, you know, that makes sense to me. Well, she's like hot. She's like burning up. Yeah. I mean, so you got to throw her in the bathtub to put her into shock, I guess. Maybe not the smartest idea, but like, like she's dead as a doornail. Dead as a doornail. I would be out of she this got place the shivers. by now. Yeah, they can't because of, of the can't because of the damn earthquake. The garage won't open and the elevator don't work. And the what, stairs the magni- are gone. The magnitude two point three, bro. <laughs> like when I fart it's on a, a daily it's basis, a, it's, it's worse. It's a combination of the fault lines and the the Evil Dead. Uh, it's like a it's a, an, an enhanced mm. demon earthquake because they try to, they do try to go down the fire escape at the one point. And they're like, oh, it's gone. Yeah. Bro, the whole time I'm watching at this point, I'm in denial. Like, nah, this movie's going to be good. This is fine. But now that I'm a few days removed, what are they doing here? Like, why are we waiting? You know what I'm saying? Well, we, we let's get there. She emerges from the bathtub. She does a demon shriek. She's like, your mom's rotten in hell. Everybody sucks to suck. Uh, now I'm going to torment you. There were, like, the good bits where she's doing the eeny, meeny, miny, mo thing. I thought that yeah. was funny. Um, she tries to poke out the one girl's eye with the tattoo gun love that yeah, bit yeah, yeah, yeah. there's the what else does she do in this like initial bout because they they basically just end up locking her out of the apartment and she's stuck in the it hallway stabs, yeah stabs her sister's hand that's right um and then once she gets in the hallway there's another one of my favorite bits in the movie where you're just yeah, yeah, watching yeah. through the keyhole as the uh, dude with the shotgun comes out, tries to get her, and then it's like fucking that. Uh, what do you have? A knife uh, vine. Where it's just now, now the Evil Dead has the shotgun, and it's like everyone else <laughs> in that building pretty much immediately dead in like yeah, this yeah, one the, one one shot sequence, which is really quite good. This the sequence is great. Um, she bites out Stud's eye, yeah. and then spits it wholesale into a child's throat. Which that is classic Evil death. Dead. That's uh, that's the that shit, shit that I was like, okay, th- this is an Evil Dead movie for sure. That shit went hard. That was great. This is I'm I'm getting into it at this point. And and this uh, is where I realized, like, oh my god, they just killed those two kids just kind of like with the brush of their hand. Maybe this movie yeah. ain't playing games. <laughs> Yeah, this movie has a lot of child death in it, which yeah, which is like you know, (laughs) that's what. (laughs) There's no easy way to say this. Uh, The way this movie was like cool with tormenting and killing children was what I was really vibing with. I was like, okay, I like this. (laughs) This is interesting. Absolutely, because you know, absolutely, a lot of horror movies, especially modern ones, are kind of. uh, I'm thinking specifically of Scream Six, where it's like those are Mm. adult characters that are like teenage coded they're like college age in the sixth one and it's like 
Dude, in that movie, they're getting stabbed in the gut, run through, shot multiple times, and they're just like, they would just walk it off. They're like, cool, I'm fine. So it's, you know, there's either infinite layers of uh, plot armor, for lack of a better term, on like any kind of main or core character, or uh, children are are like not just off limits to death or torment, but just kind of like any violence or uncomfort. And, And this movie not only is willing to like, do violence to children, but lets them get fucking deaded and get nasty with it, which I you also know, wasn't expecting. When that when I the s- first when the first daughter gets turned into an evil an evil dead thing, a deadite, mm-hmm. I was just like, we're already like I already was not expecting this movie to go that hard. I just like didn't think this yeah. is where it was going. I feel like that the idea that kids are off limits in horror films is like kind of. A revisionist history, B a uh, more recent phenomenon. It's definitely it's a like, more recent phenomenon, for sure. Yeah, because I mean slasher films, the reason we don't think they are full of kids dying is because the kids are played by adults. But mm. when you think about it, it's like, oh yeah, those are like sixteen year olds and Halloween and totally. Friday the thirteenth being murdered. They're just played by thirty year olds. Um on the other hand, some standouts in child murder. Lay, lay it on me. Sleepaway camp. My well, yeah. God, some of those kids get it in that film. Also, the house that Jack built, it a scene that I, I don't know if I even could watch again. The kid gets so dead. Oh, my God, dude. Have you seen? I'm just going to. You should just watch this on YouTube. The movie Doctor Sleep, the like shining. Oh, sequel. yeah, yeah. I haven't watched that. Um, not a good, not a movie that I like, but there is a kid murder see like a ritual child murder in that movie that's like <laughs> fucking ape shit hard and it's the little kid from room jacob tremblay yeah and it's just like they're like they're ripping his guts out like spaghetti squash and he's howling no way it, it's sick it was very good um, wow uh what was that movie insidious that had some kid deaths in the home footage no parts. sinister uh yeah one of them both dog shit ass movies <laughs> for idiots damn <laughs> Tell me how you really feel. Actually, Sinister's the the home video stuff in Sinister was really good. That should have been the movie. The rest of it was Garbo. Yeah, fucking insane clown posse looking monster in there. <laughs> Shit sucks. I've only seen the first Insidious, which I like because it's James Wan. But I recently learned. I guess they're making another one, and and someone was mm-hmm. posting about what happens in the sequels to that movie. There's like three, gonna be four yeah. now, maybe I think. And it's like. The sequels are about doing time travel and, and causing the events of yeah. the first movie. I was like, what the fuck? I didn't know what the fuck this movie Bro, was about. <laughs> they, those Insidious movies, they got that Spongebob song in it. I can't take them seriously because one of the main songs that Slippy <laughs> Jimmy, yeah, tiptoe through the tulips. <laughs> yeah, dude. Are you like, what, what? I can't take that shit seriously. One of my, uh, my kind of just like general rules of thumbs when it comes to these modern horror movies is like, I'll see the first one, and even if I like it, I'm just gonna like tap out for the sequel. Uh, like in a very, yeah. and then the ones that I have seen, like fucking it too, dog shit. So like people say the Conjuring mm, sequels are good. I like that first no. Conjuring. I haven't seen that. I you know we'll see what happens. But yeah, like I love I love the first Insidious actually. Not even as a horror movie, just kind of as like a fantasy dark thing. Because by the end of that movie, it's not scary at all. There's right. one. There's one really good scare in that movie when. The yeah. Darth Maul yeah. monster pops up behind yeah. his face, and then the rest of it is kind of just like. But then they got that fucking SpongeBob song, and it's like that kid—that's not scary. Come on, you can't <laughs> play the damn SpongeBob song. It's just not scary to me. Um, yeah, what was the movie you just brought up? Uh, the Conjuring. Yeah, I had such good <laughs> memories 
I had such good memories of The Conjuring watching that when I was like 18 or so. And then I revisited it uh, probably like four years ago and hated it. And I was so bummed. There I was were like, like, why did I fucking rewatch this? Okay, not only are there like two, like The Conjuring 2 and 3, I think aren't mm-hmm. both aren't both the Nun and Annabelle films yeah. sequels? I'm, I, I've got to figure this out right now. Hold on. It's like, like yeah, there's many, like a whole extended universe at this point. But like how many total movies are there? Because The Conjuring... Conjuring Universe Wikipedia. Okay, the first one comes out in 2013. Big year for horror, as we're as we're learning yeah, here. Sure. The Conjuring, Annabelle, yeah. The Conjuring Two, Annabelle Creation, The Nun, The Curse of Yayorona, not the one that's in the Criterion Collection. Uh, Annabelle comes <laughs> home. The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It. Uh, and then they're doing The Nun Two, which comes out in three months, and The Conjuring last rights bro you know what it is 10 is years 10 years that is eight movies that's crazy you know what it is dude is it's it's the fucking ed and lorraine warren cinematic universe those goddamn grifters in yeah. life and death for ed like they, they fucking conned a bunch of people a bunch of vulnerable people and were like, you got ghosts in your home and now they partner with goddamn james wan to make movies about their foibles they are you got to respect the hustle, dude, because that's some pro-level grifting. And, w- and what we're not going to do is disrespect James Wan on this. I'll thing. gladly disrespect his ass. I'm fine with Jason Blum catching strays, but we leave we leave Jay Wan out of this. He's got Aquaman and the, and the Lost Kingdom I, coming up later this year. All right. Did, did, all you, all did all you see – this is kind of tangentially related to the conversation we're having. Before this film, did you see the trailer for The Boogeyman? Yeah, but it's completely wiped from my memory. Okay, well that's 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 kind of like replaced this as the trailer that's playing before everything I've been going to see yeah. lately. It like starts with the the girls in bed, and she's got like the orb light, and she pushes it under the bed, and there's like the scary face that pops up. Mm-hmm. It's like a decent trailer, but that that's another one of these movies that was like meant to be direct to streaming, and then they were like, "Hey, wait a minute, it's pretty good." So we'll see what happens with that one. But the absolute fucking state of horror—it's an abomination. Um, Bo is afraid. F Cinema Score. <laughs> you ready to talk about the gore in this film? Yes. Uh, okay. Definitely. Tell me. Tell me some of the stuff that you liked. Like what? Because you've seen this more recently than me. Like, yeah, what, what are the I... bits that you dug? Kind of because now. Um, there's a deadite in the apartment. The kids are starting. Well. Okay, hold on. The second the the second turn, the mm-hmm. daughter the daughter getting turned is by, um, what does she do? She reads the book, or how does she get got? They all kind of get zombied. They get attacked by a different deadite, and that kind of like spreads it. Yeah. So like the first one gets the gets the uh, tattoo on her face. She becomes a deadite, and then the other one. I think it's puked on, puked blood on her face or something. She gets attacked by the sister and yes. like gets gets blood puked, and I think that's what turns they, them. They tie up the sister, yeah. Like they put a body bag over her after she gets run through by a fucking sharpened broomstick. Where yeah, I was like, so damn. <laughs> I knew. So this is Chekhov's broomstick in this movie, <laughs> right? So this is the issue, right? Like. When you've just seen as much gross shit as a young buck has, you're going to start comparing them to impeccable gore scenes. And a lot of times this film doesn't stack up. 
you know, the, the broomstick through the head is cool, but clearly too reminiscent of the, the famous OG impaling in Cannibal Holocaust, which is done way better because the stick goes through the whole body. And it's, <laughs> they do like a 360 around it. And you're like, how did they fucking do that? It's crazy. Um, you know, there's a cheese grater scene, which had the potential to be so good. A cheese grater? Are you kidding me? And it's basically just used to make a little a, a little boo boo on someone's leg. It's like it's I, like it, you know, it, 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 she gets slapped on the thigh by a cheese grater, yeah. and then it's pulled down the leg. And I'm like, God damn, ow! That would probably hurt. I'm not really. Like, I'm not afraid. I'm not scared. <laughs> oh, they could have done so much with that cheese grater. And you know, of course, AJ, we're all thinking it. It calls to mind Tamakichi Anaru's, uh tumbling doll of flesh, Niku Daruma, uh, when they use a lemon zester on a girl's tongue. Mm. And the, the sound she lets out, you're starting to be like, I don't know if this movie's fake anymore. And so when I see a cheese grater come out, I'm like, all right, let's go. And you give me two seconds of cheese grater single and something use, that I've Single-use like, cheese grater. Yeah, like that scar's not even going to be that deep. And I'm like, are you kidding me? This is this – is now, now, there are moments that are good, though. The eye scene, great. That's a great moment. Mm-hmm. The scissors up the nose, like oh, lobotomy yeah. style, that's good. The final – Two minutes where you literally see tissue and uh fucking let's I, muscle. I, I, I want to get there when we get there. Okay, okay, okay. So let's 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 think about what's going on in the confines of the apartment. These mm-hmm. antics still that that get us. Oh, hold on, hold on. So, sorry, sorry, sorry. Want to also call it? I like the eating glass scene, and you see it. Yeah, it, it like that's good. That's good. <laughs> she's just munching on a like a, a glass of wine, mm-hmm. basically, yeah, and then yeah. like good stuff. It starts poking. It starts stretching out her mouth and poking out her throat, and it's one of those. That's kind of a classic Evil Dead thing, where it's like, mm-hmm. oh, they're just kind of doing this to like show off and torment you because that's part yeah, of the yeah. thing. Um, I was into that. I was into that. Yeah, that bit's all good. The Bridget, the first sister, gets turned gets gets run through by the uh, the little yep. girl's toy. That's as soon as they showed that in the beginning where it's like she just has this fucking sharpened broomstick that she's yeah. playing around with in the beginning i was like someone's you getting, know. Someone's getting know. run through with that and then I'd yeah. also if i can give a special shout out to vomiting bugs that was really good loved i loved, loved the vomit it. the bug vomit that was so good so then then danny the dj uh gets gets turned afterwards and yeah it's just running around causing some more trouble doing some more tormenting mm-hmm. They, uh, Beth, the sister, is like, let me listen to this fucking record and figure out how to shut this shit down. And then I, I kind of did like the scene where the mom's going through the, the pipes in the building. You get the shot yeah, of, yeah, yeah. of her listening on the headphones. She crawls out of the vent below hand. Um, again, since you've seen this more recently than me, don't they set up that they, they kind of tease the vents a little earlier? There's like, Oh, there's probably uh, the neighbor's cat banging around mm-hmm, in there mm-hmm. or whatever. You see the cat. You see the cat. Right. Blake, I'm sitting here waiting for the fucking cat to just get obliterated on screen. Never, Never happens. happens. I, I was Bullshit. like, post-credit scene of the cat just getting like munched on. Come on. That's an easy. Again. That's, that's a layup. And again, this is the issue. Reminiscent of better gore films. Inside has an incredibly effective cat scene with no gore. They just yeah. break the cat's neck. That's that's good neck. stuff. That's good like, stuff. I, this I, film forgets the cat. It's it's Schrodinger's cat. They forgot the they cat. Forgot. You could have seen um the uh Ellie standing in the hallway like mm-hmm. uh, slurping up the cat's tail like a little string yeah, of spaghetti. Like dude. that's that's what I would have done. 
Come on, just one little shot. Give me, give me, give me. Exactly. Lee Cronin, come on the pod to answer for your cinema sins. In, in the sequel, I want you to kill two cats to make up for the cat yeah. that you didn't kill in this one. And you know what? Make it real. No, don't do that. <laughs> That's funny. Use, use some sh- shitty, cheap CGI like you did on the glass-eating sequence. You ever heard the movie, uh... Cannibal Holocaust? Uh, no. Men Behind the Sun. No. Big controversy is whether or not that a cat in that movie really died. The directors say no. Everyone who's seen it says, cat's dead as shit. <laughs> well, folks, if you like movies about cat dying, have I got the recommendation for you. It's called Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, streaming now on Peacock Premium. He dies oh, nine times in that thing. I haven't seen that, but I hear That's it's what it's good. about. It's about he, he, he dies. He's, he's died eight times, and he's on his last yeah. life, and he's trying to get his life come back. And the best scene in that movie is this montage where it's like, he's like, there's no way I fucking have burned through eight of my lives already. And it's like, he's getting drunk and he falls off a boat and he dies and he gets <laughs> crushed good. by a bell. And it's like, damn, good stuff. I'm trying. Yeah, that's good. I'm trying to see that movie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was like, what's he going to say? I'm trying to get some puss in my boots. I was, was going to yeah. say that. I, I decided to audible at the last moment. There's a shot mm-hmm. as they're rifling through the Necronomicon, the Book of the Dead, where you see... The, the sort of things that have been happening through the movie and have been recounted on the tapes. The the third tape that they listen to, um, it, the guy's like, look, I fucking chopped him to pieces. Uh, nothing's working. I'm fucking, it's over for me, man. Uh, light him on fire. Do whatever you can. You got to completely just eviscerate them. And we're seeing pages of these books, the things that he's describing. Then we kind of flip to one of the last later pages in the book. And you're just getting vague glances at it. But it is like this creature with several limbs and faces attached to it and mutilations. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of new for the evil dead lord. That is interesting. What's going on there? And then as uh, Beth and the little girl, who are the only ones left alive, are escaping through the elevator. You see, uh, you see Mommy. Mm-hmm. I don't know, what does she do she like starts pulling her wounds apart and then the kid the kiddos start like pulling at her limbs mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they're mm-hmm. like stretching her out and i'm like i'm in the theater i'm sitting there i'm rubbing my little forehead i'm going what are we doing aye, aye, aye. Aye, 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 aye. what's going on ha- hachi machi hachi machi yeah, and this is finally when the movie's like, "Hey, we're go- we're gonna be good for a sec." This, we, this, well, we got we got two minutes left. Let's be good now. I think it's a little bit longer than that. It's like five to ten minutes. But this is the part where I'm just truly buzzing. Uh, not to give a hint to, as to maybe a tool that someone in the film is about to use. Bro, straight up, bro, ship. Rat King from Last of Us Part Two shows up and gets this little. Then the chainsaw yes. shows up. Come get some, and I got it. There's a wood chipper, uh, which they do kind of uh, gesture at earlier. I, I like I like this kind of chase through the um, the chase slash escape sequence because they do like outsmart, get out. Mm-hmm. There's a fun little bit where they hide behind the car, and the car is just like fucking covered in blood. And the, yeah. the rat king mommy demon is chasing them around. They make it out of the fence. Just barely, and then the little girl gets gets caught and dragged back under the gate. So this mm-hmm. is, you know, we we set it up earlier where it's like the themes about uh, Beth's character being pregnant and 
you know, the, the deadite demon in classic deadite demon fashion is taunting her about that being like, Oh, you know, you're a whore. I'm going to swallow your soul and your unborn yeah. baby soul. Classic shit. Uh, preying on her fears of all that. And then it's just kind of like, yeah, okay. So she has to go back and save the kid. Cause now she, yeah. it, it's truly whatever. I don't even think the movie is interested in it beyond that. It's just yeah. like, yep. People will see that and understand what we're doing here. We haven't talked about the little girl really at any point. There is like a five-year-old daughter that is mm-hmm. really not important other than one line where she says, Auntie, you're going to be a great mom. You know how to lie to kids. Great line. Pretty good. And that character super doesn't matter for the whole movie. Beth goes back in fucking strapped up with a chainsaw. This is what I about love to, to see. About to skin your ass raw. About to skin your ass raw. Uh... But the whole time I'm sitting there when this chainsaw comes out, I say, I get it. I get it. This is the, the, here's the thing, the evil dead thing. Correct me if I'm fucking wrong. Ain't there a wood chipper (laughs) also in the scene? And if you ask me, I would rather see the wood chipper. Luckily, we see both. We get both. Um, Chainsaw's great. I, I always appreciate a chainsaw in any media if and when it is going into the body of another person. That's why Gears of War is so good. Right, right. Um, Grand Theft Auto Vice City. That's right. Of course. Manhunt, I believe. Hmm. Anyway, uh, the wood chipper, though. I mean, they they really like, this is the money shot of the damn film. Does she get her in there with the car, or or how does she, like... No, she chainsaws and pushes them back. Yeah, she chainsaws her in there, okay. Yeah, we get these great shots of the wood chipper tearing, and like the the bo- I guess I you know there are there are bodies stuffed within her body, and then the arms yep. are like coming out of it. So she's just like mm-hmm. shambling around like a big fucking spider of some sort. You, you get to see muscle and mm-hmm. tissue pulling apart. Like this is good. This is what I want. Just loop this for ninety minutes <laughs> and let me watch it in slow motion. And and as is it's crucial, so good. crucial for the end of the film. We, we not only see her going into the wood chipper, but coming out because it just, like, mm-hmm. fucking cascades blood onto that little station yep. wagon there. Yeah, we, we get a moment where she kicks her head in, like, the, the just the last head of the mom. And she's like, ah, you suck, you sister. Yeah. And she's like, get out she's of like, here. She's like, yeah, groovy, and kicks her head in. I guess they don't say groovy in this movie. Maybe they do. I don't know. Um, that, that's great. This is See, this is what the movie should have been more often instead we are stuck with 40 minutes of like basically a straight to hbo crappy ass possession film and it's 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 unfortunate because i feel like there's the settings cool the cast is cool there's some good ideas in this that the movie is takes too long getting to you are meant to suffer through this boring horror film beforehand. It's definitely the worst Evil Dead movie. Sure. I still think it's good. A good movie. <laughs> I think the final two minutes go so hard. If you look at my two and a half on Letterboxd, that the final two minutes are most of that score. Because I was like, <laughs> fuck yes, dude. That shit rolled. The, the very ending of this movie is just kind of like, a little i don't even know a joke it's the sister from the beginning and you're like oh my god right that that was yeah. supposed to wrap back around into this she's on the Weird. phone and then she's like ah i'm gonna get deaded and then the movie ends yeah 
And then you see pages from the Necronomicon full oh, of death. My ass, full was, of, my ass was staying in that seat looking at all that shit. I loved it. Yeah, except all better than any kills in the it's actual pretty, movie are these much true. Yeah. drawings in this book. And so you're like, why couldn't cool. I see that? Why couldn't I see that? What's um okay? Let's let's uh let's improv. Let's let's kind of let's go let's go off the dome. What are we doing next? You're you're Lee Cronin answers your phone call. Says, "All right, fucking fine, Blake. You make Evil Dead Six. What are you doing? Fucking front to back gore, like <laughs> okay. nonstop, hard MC seventeen. Okay. <laughs> like I'm Full arrested. Penetration. I'm arrested after yeah. this film comes out. Like I'm talking like this shit." fucking puts me on an FBI watch list. That's how hard we're going into this. We are we're never cutting. We're not doing anything. Every death scene lasts 10 minutes, but yeah. there's 100 kills in it, so it's the longest movie in human history. What okay, what are okay, I'm thinking about this too. I I would want like an Evil Dead movie uh to to sustain that that 90 minutes of gore. Like mm-hmm. I I want to set up like hundreds of characters like we're in a, right. an insanely populated place where you know some new york some no they just did that for scream I, I was thinking like an uh, airplane but they've done that before too but I, I want like someone to set up it earlier in the film like it'd be really bad if like you know uh, one of us was a serial killer because mm. 150 of us like a maybe a bus or something like like you know just like a, a fucking so you know what i want to do Hold is on. just get as many people as possible into a tight con- constrained space and then just Hold the on. movie being the most populated city okay. in the world is Tokyo. Tokyo. Dude. So I'm going to make the first cooking. film with 14 million death scenes. <laughs> no, it'd be more because I'm not factoring in the millions of tourists there at that yeah. moment in time. Um, Evil, dead of, on, Evil Dead on a bullet train. Let's check this out. Bring hammers back, dude. Not enough hammers. I was thinking about this the other day because uh-huh. I have severe brain damage. No one's ever utilized the hammer as, like, the, the leverage tool mm. to pull a nail out of things. Could you imagine using that? So, so the like, flat um, side. Right. Put, put it in someone's mouth and then get that jaw done Yeah, the way you would pull a King nail Kong, out. We King s- Kong does that to a T-Rex. He doesn't use a hammer. Yeah, but we've never Jack. seen it with a hammer. Imagine a hammer down here, right? Right? Okay. And coot. I'm imagining pop it right now. That okay. bad boy up. Pop so that bad boy up. Tokyo, and you're not cutting. Hammer. You're not cutting. Yeah. E- Tokyo. Evil, Yakuza Evil Dead. Pachinko machines. Mm, didn't RGG RGG made a zombie game actually? Oh uh, um, yeah. And the Yakuza universe. No, you know what? Set it. Set it in LA, but do more with the setting. Like. Honestly, Dead Island 2 does a lot with its setting in, like, the bright and sunny, mm. fun L.A. that I think could be kind of cool. Just, like, a massacre on Venice Beach of Deadites well, now, versus now, Beachgoers. Huh? L.A., not an island. What are they doing calling that game Dead Island? Well, they wall it off. It's like a, it's like a do they, do thought they, do they, island. Do they send it out to sea? No, no, no. It's walled Cause, off. Because, you know, correct me if I'm being pedantic. I'm pretty sure an island is something that's surrounded on four sides by water. Bro, we wrote about this on Game Informer when we did our cover story. <laughs> Read that shit. No, I'm setting an island it. of the mind. Well, you know, um, another thing that I would know: no man is an island. So I'm not really sure I, I buy that connection either. I'm setting it in L.A., bright and sunny, deadites going crazy, ripping apart Venice Beach. Um, 
get some influencers, great great influencers getting bit by yes. Dead Eye jokes. Yeah, oh, the, movie, really, the movie writes itself. There's a really good influencer moment in Dead Island 2 as well. Honestly, Dead Island 2 kind of goes hard. Goes harder than this movie. Evil Dead Island. Oh, fuck, dude. I'm cutting that out and we're going to save it. You got recommendations? Yes. I got, I got three. Three. Can I get one out of the way just early? Yeah. Because we don't even need to talk about it. It's Inside. If you want to know more, not the Bo Burnham one, the French Inside, there new French extremity film, go listen to our episode about it. As a mostly single location horror film, that's a good one to watch with an Evil Dead. So that's my first one. Okay. And listen to our episode on it because it's good. Two movies for me that are both streaming on Shutter right now. Bloody Muscle Bodybuilder in Hell. Yeah. All right. Yeah. The sort okay. of uh, the, the original uh, Japanese Evil Dead. Yeah. And a film called Evil Dead Trap. The same, the same shit. <laughs> Have you seen that movie? No, not yet. Oh my god, I got I got the fucking Blu-ray here. That movie, it's got it's got some moments. It's a little yeah. it's a, it, it's a little boring at times, but when it's hitting, some of the kills in that shit go so hard, and I think James Wan has quietly ripped that movie off his entire career. Like you watch it and you're like, this dude saw this and knew Americans wouldn't know. I'm very stoked to check it out. Yeah, holy shit. Um Evil Dead Trap 2 directed by the guy who wrote Akira. Not 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 Otomo. Like yeah. worked on the script for the movie. Um and then uh, a little bonus from me uh from Ben Wheatley, High Rise. If you like uh building mm. movies. And then hold on, there's another one too. You you do yours cuz there's one that I just remembered now. Okay, uh, one one I want to talk about. This is just this is an obvious one if you know me or AJ and just like I wish this movie was having fun with its gore in the same way that Ichi the Killer does. Mm-hmm. Ichi the Killer understands the fun of gore. How gore can be shocking and also funny at the same time. Now granted it uses that to subvert later in the film with some of the other kills where it's like why are you laughing at this? Blah 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 blah. But like I wanted this movie to revel in its gore the way Ichi did, where it's just like they spent most of the film's budget on blood and fucking cuts of meat, and here it all is. Um, what a barn burner. What's your next one? Okay, I found, it's it's a, a film called Mayhem, starring oh. two absolute hotties, Stephen Yun and Samara Weaving. Okay. And it's similarly kind of set in one – it's an office building – but the, yeah. the premise there is like a, a virus breaks out that just causes everyone to be really uh, violent, sadomasochistic, act out mm, their primal yeah, yeah, yeah. urges. Uh, I know what movie you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. It's not great, but it is worth watching. Hell yeah. I should check that out tonight. I believe it's um, on Shutter. Here's my last one. It is A Record of Sweet Murder um, by Koji Shiraishi. Probably okay. not pronouncing that right, but uh, he, he directed a, some movies people probably heard of that aren't this one. Um, he directed Neroi the Curse. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, he directed, oh God, what else? He directed Occult. Is that? No, Cult, Cult. He directed Sadako versus Kayako, yeah, the uh, Ring versus Juon movie. Um, he's directed a ton of shit. He directed the Soul 2020 DJM 2000G opening ceremony. He, <laughs> Apparently directed part stop. of 
The uh, anyway, um, Leroy is probably his most popular movie over here. That in a yeah. carved. He did carve the slit mouth woman. Uh, anyway, he has this movie called Record of Sweet Murder, which is largely okay, dude. This thing is crazy. It's largely one location, not wholly, but ninety five percent one location. I also think largely one continuous shot. Um, I'm I'm looking at this right now. Pretty, pretty like low budget. So it feels like a lot of it is playing out um, almost like a stage play. You're watching just a like kind of micro off Broadway thing or off off Broadway, maybe even. This movie is so good, AJ. It is nasty. It is mean. It is violent. It is scary. Look, I'm sold. All in. I'm fairly sure it's all in one shot. It is for sure all mostly in one location. Um, I'm, it I'm starts tr- trying to figure out how I can watch this movie. It's on like five streaming I, services I've never heard of. I a- think Asian I watched Crush, Filmzy, Screambox. I think I watched it on Tubi. It's on Tubi. Yes, I see. Um, Unearthed released a Blu-ray of this. I would love to get. Oh, um, it yes, ends- sir. It ends fucking crazy. It goes, the final, like, two minutes of this film go full Lovecraft, and it's like, what the fuck? Um, dude, this, like, I, I've i been hit and miss with Koji shit. Like, people love Naroi. Some people think that's, like, one of the scariest movies of all time. I don't care for it. But this movie, one of, I feel like, his lesser-known films, like, goes so hard. I couldn't believe it. I can't recommend it enough. Um, makes just such great use out of its mostly single location. In a way, I wish this movie, Evil Dead Rise, did. Added to my motherfucking letterbox watch list. Can God, you? it goes hard. You know what? While we're at it, movies just have fun with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> with the gore. Uh, Hisayasu Sato's uh, record. Uh, nope, not record of Sweet Murder. Uh, Splatter Naked Blood. A pink film. I tried to get AJ to rent Second yesterday. Second yeah. Yeah, we're definitely going to watch that for this I'm, podcast. I'm, I'm, um, next time, I'm going to get it next time I'm there. It's got uh, a truly horrific scene of auto-cannibalism starring the um, – edit point, just cut this down. because I, I do want to shout her out because she's great. I'm sorry. Sorry. You're just going to have to edit this down. Or not to make me look really dumb. It would be Whatever. great. I'm going to just, like, add in – 10 to 15 minutes of silence <laughs> um yeah there's a scene of auto cannibalism that's really notorious for how gnarly it is uh with uh yumika hayashi who uh has since passed away but r.i.p to the queen she uh she kills it in this film anyway that's my recommendations a lot of fun you could have instead of watching evil dead rise movies what if they were good cinema Jeez. You gotta watch Record of Sweet Murder. Watch it tonight, dude. What is it? Like, 90 minutes? Oh my God, fuck it. I, I think I saw 86. I, 86 I, minutes, dude. Watch that shit. They got, oh. my ass, they got my ass signing up for Screambox and Asian Crush. No, it's on Tubi. You just gotta watch it with those dumb commercials for, like, Prilosec or whatever. Reagan. Yes. <laughs> it's dinner time for Reagan. Okay. Oh, shit, it is. It's 22 Thanks for listening, past. everybody. If you're hearing this right now, it's dinner time for Reagan. And that's that on that. <laughs> that's that on that. Bye.